About You with Estra, Season 8, Episode 43. We are here Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I thank you for being here today. And I do appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments because it all makes us better people. So make sure to go out and subscribe today to estraskarrekhelp.com. That's past, or actually it's estraskarrekhelp.com that you can go out and subscribe to so that we can stay in contact and continue to make insurance civil rights uh, legislation a reality. Also, the phone number, I know I keep saying it, and it's going to happen. I'm not the fastest mover, but I do eventually get things done. But policyholders should not be surprised as to who their insured hackers or harassers are. They're usually the people right next to you and the people in which you pay premiums to. So like I said, we'll get to that, though, at the beginning of the year. I'd also like to take a moment to say next week is Thanksgiving, and I will not be here on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving and Friday. So Thursday and Friday, we'll actually uh, we'll try to squeeze in for next week everything from Monday to Wednesday, so at least we get everything we want into that week so that when we move to the next topic, we'll have gotten in as much as possible. But thank you for joining me today. I want you to know what you what you actually think is important as matter. Our topic today is continuing on with Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day. You know, planning means making enjoyment, peace, happiness, and goodwill through the holiday season. It has to be planned. It's just no way of typically just saying, let it all hang out, because usually during the holidays, there's a lot of things that can hang out. You just don't know where that hanging out will even end. So if you have some planning and you have some things in place, it will cut down on when the unexpected happens, right? Because when the unexpected happens, most of the time we're not prepared and we're doing things off the cuff. Sometimes it's okay and sometimes it works. But when you're trying to actually uh, deal with a lot of people, perhaps, or even just yourself sometimes can be a lot of people, right? You just want to have something there that, okay, if I need to turn to this, I can. If you can do it off the cuff and it works, good for you. I'm glad that it happened that way, but it doesn't always have to be that way. So today what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about just a little planning for the holiday season, and nothing that puts a more, a, more of a burden on you because most of the time when people are injured, not feeling well, sick, I mean, the list is endless, even just a lot of traumatic or tragedies happening in one life, it's just like even one thing can feel very burdensome, and that's not where we want to go. Here at this program, we want to lift you up and make you much more at peace with what's going on in your life and give you tools and ideas about what to do when something doesn't go the way that you'd hoped that it had. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I first ask a question, I'm going to go and talk about the current topics, but I'm only going to just keep it to one right now today because you know how I love to get off into some, some conversation. What I want to talk about is the impact of uh, the midterm elections on politicians. I think they realize that we mean business now. And why do they know we mean business? Because a lot of us showed up. Not as many as we wanted, okay, like Millennials keep on getting those numbers higher. I know you can get it up to 70 or 80% because you guys are a very strong group, okay? I mean, we're all strong. In fact, I think that's what makes America 
really the, one of the greatest countries in the world is the fact that we don't give up, we don't give in, and we just don't stop. We know what fairness is. We, we also know what it's not. And we also know that there's things that we can do individually and as a country to make life better. And showing up to vote, I think that was a key to them. That is something that's really important to us. And why is that? Because we have had a homeless problem in America for a little while now. Now, in most places, like in Seattle where I live and other locations, it's at crisis status. And why is that? Because a few green rich folks wanted to take the cost of of housing so high most people can't afford it. I mean, how many people $1,200 a month for Social Security? Just do the start, right? Who can afford it? Especially when it starts off most of it being maybe two grand a month just for a decent place or a fifteen hundred. Right? You're not even making that. So and then on top of that they're trying to they actually reduce the amount of um, actual vouchers, I think it's section eight or other uh, government tools that help people to stay inside. So when people when they started taking away what poor people needed most, a lot of people got lost, a lot of people got hurt. Right, but a lot of people showed up to vote and said, "This is not acceptable. We should live indoors. We should be able to afford medical care. Right, just basic fundamental living rights." And in the United States, we have no reason why we have such heartache. Why all those people out there? You think it's because they made a mistake and they just ended up on the street? Do you think you won't end up there someday? Don't even think that because it can happen to you, and it doesn't matter necessarily what all the money in the world you can have. Sometimes bad things just happen. I mean, I know people out on the streets are doing the best they can to cope with what the, the situation they're, they're in and what they've got. But I'm really glad to see that the voting got people's attention. Too many people, that's not even including the people who sleep in their cars, Okay, America doesn't have to treat people like this. We can have actual decent rent for people to afford to live indoors. Even if they don't have money, they should still be able to live indoors. And don't try to blame it on, I don't know what it is about people in America these days. You know it's not about voter fraud or disability fraud or people just losing out because of their home fraud. What are they going to come up with next? The home fraud was with the recession, right, with the banks taking away all the people's homes, right? So let's get real about this. It's not the average Joe Blow, Joe Jane, whatever their name might be person. It's about the people who have the power and the control. And we obviously gave it to the wrong people because they let us down. But we're lifting ourselves up. And those who want to stay in office are going to take the hint like they are with the homeless situation and do something about it. Even today we were hearing about Amazon getting a lot more money from uh, New York State to be able to build there. Hey, I get it. If somebody's bringing in money to your state, you appreciate what they're doing, but also appreciate the people who are homeless. You know, one of the biggest, I will never forget this as long as I live, I think they call it Skid Row in Los Angeles. You want to see some homeless people go to Skid Row in Los Angeles. That will blow your mind. If they can allow those people to live on those blocks there, they can afford to put those people in housing and get some of them the mental health care that they need or whatever, or the jobs that they need, right? The Democrats are talking about when they come in, they're going to do infrastructure to create what? Middle-class paying jobs. What does that tell you? Two or three people working two or three jobs are only doing that 
because they're not getting paid a fair wage. And they're usually getting paid by people who are making millions and billions of dollars. Come on, America, we are woke. Yeah, we are woke and we are voting. And we've got two more years to vote again. And when we vote again, let's make sure we keep their attention and say we're not going to take this crap anymore. And let's just go ahead and extend that to auto insurance policy or insurance industry, right? Let's do that because they have been not paying people for too long. When insurance companies won't pay you, it's a problem because you pay them. If you're paying them, they should be paying you when you get hurt, you get injured. It doesn't matter whether it's the fires that are going on right now in Los Angeles, okay, or the hurricanes or the floods. I mean, whatever the case may be. And by the way, let's not take until they're 150 years old to pay them if you're going to do it. You know they need that money right now. You know most people in America are still living paycheck to paycheck if they do that. I think it's been cut down. They don't need living paycheck to paycheck. They're just living every two weeks and then being broke two weeks and then getting a little bit more money. Come on, America. Are you that greedy? Are you that greedy and you need so much excessive money in Wall Street you can't see anything else? Yeah, it's just what investors breed on the on the brain. We don't need that crap. We need real people respecting everyone in America, wherever you are on that scale, socioeconomic uh, place you are. You you deserve respect and dignity. So that really. Uh, really is important to me, and that's why I'm glad to see somebody is finally taking up the homeless issue and pretending like it doesn't exist or pretending like Americans are, are doing great things or that Americans are, are have enough means to live. Obviously, that's not when our, our food banks are even running out of food. So if you get a chance, make sure that you just, you know, maybe a can or two, if you can afford it, you might need that can, and I understand that too. Uh, to be able to go to the food bank and give them whatever you can because it's important. And the thing I loved about the actual fires in California, not that I like the fires, but I like the responses to the fire. The community, like in, and I think it's, uh, I want to say Paris, but it's not Paris, what is it? Whatever the name of the, the, the little community is, they've started helping each other to rebuild, to get the things that they need. And that's what we all should be as an extension of that because we don't know what's going to be knocking at our door. We don't know when it's going to happen. When is tragedy going to come for you? We don't know. If you knew tragedy would come, you would be someplace else. <laughs> I know I'd be someplace else if tragedy, tragedy was going to come, right? There's enough suffering going on in this world right now that you don't, no one needs another problem. So that's why I say go ahead, remember that everything we do for each other, it, it does come back. We are one community. When we help each other, it makes a difference. When insurance companies won't pay us, it makes a difference. A lot of people are hurt, family by family, person by person. So that's what really makes a difference. But I should just say I am glad that we got those people motivated to do something about the homelessness crisis. But, you know, it would be nice if our legislative people would do things before things were a crisis. It would be nice if money was allocated in the right place, not just to the military. In fact, if they were going to really put some money into the military, 
they should put it into the VA to those who come back over, come home, and not even getting what they do. When when that's a creating suicide, I think it's almost 20, 20 people a day. There's a problem. When 20 people a day are committing suicide because they come back to the country they want to fight for and have no hope, it's a problem. Yeah, there's a lot. But this is a holiday, so I also want to make sure we are thankful for the things that do, that we do have, thankful that we still are here, thankful that we have choices to make, people to help do whatever struggle. And that's a good thing sometimes when you're struggling so hard and Things are happening so fast and you just don't know what to do. Help somebody else. You know why? Because it takes your mind off of you. And if your mind's off of you and on them, they'll probably take their mind off of themselves and they'll help somebody else and so on and so forth. That is really what it's all about, especially during the holiday time, right? We need to have that care and love, protection, respect, dignity, okay, just because the mainstream media wants to put a lot of drama about Donald Trump on TV doesn't mean you have to always take all that nonsense and put it in your mind. If they want to just talk about Donald Trump instead of the things that really matter in this world, then that's their issue. It's their show. They can do that. You, however, can take a little bit of time and do something for your community or help your family or help your friends or help your neighbors if you have good neighbors, okay? <laughs> there are some people you just don't need to be around, okay? But you understand what I mean. It is all about us chipping in and helping each other because I assure you the majority, the majority of Americans right now are in trouble, not because they want to be, not because they're not trying hard to solve their problems, right? Just think of the prescription care, the cost of, of the prescriptions. Most people can't even afford to get them, and that's here in America because they're greedy. And that's the bottom line. You want to know why? Because they are greedy, right? Why even would I? I would question why. You know, Social Security Administration had been like the rock for so many decades for people in need. What happened to them? What's made them change? I want to know. What made them more of a surveillance team than a helping team. They used to go out. They understood the what happens when people are disabled and the struggling and the hardships. They knew and they understood. And they would come in and help and support you, get you back on track, get you moving forward because they cared. What happened now? Did their budget go so low they can't help people anymore? It's not because we haven't paid in or continue to pay in, because we do, especially with people working two or three jobs. They're paying in quite a bit. So what happened to Social Security? Opinion. I've seen them. I know about them bringing people back to life and getting them on the right track. I've seen them do it. I know they did it. But not anymore. Why is that? Why is that? Why did they decide that hurting and and doing disability surveillance on so many people they know need their help more than any people in our country right now? But they chose the opposite direction, and why? Who is the greedy son of a gun that decided to do it a different way? You know, care and compassion and support has always gone a long way. And hurting people just because you can is not one of the ways to make our America the way it should be, to restore us to a place of dignity. How many Americans out there are so sad and are during the holidays? 
if you're by yourself during the holidays, and if you're sick and injured, it's hard to really actually get any moving. So maybe it's not the time for you. But some of you out there, maybe you can get together with some people. Start to build new hopes, new dreams, new families, right? You don't have to be related to be family. You just have to care about each other and want to support each other to build a family. So those are the things I'd like you to think about. But I'm so glad all of you who went out to vote that you did because you got their attention. And it didn't seem like anything else would except kick them to the curb. You started kicking them to the curb, they started waking up. They start, kept thinking, okay, we'll have to do something different here. Okay, so that, that makes a difference. So thank you for your vote. Make sure to vote anytime those ballots come out, okay, and make sure to get ready for 220. And also, my last word on this is don't listen to what people tell you to do. Do what you need to do. Do and support those people who are helping you and your family and your community and our country, not people who are taking us down, bullying us, and trying to force us to do what they want, or lying and manipulating and cheating. That's not the America, especially from voting that we know, creating issues that don't even exist. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that. But okay, I'm going to go on because, you know, I could stay there for hours, all right? I'm going to go on to Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day. And what we're going to talk about is just planning because planning means making enjoyment, peace, and goodwill happen on all holidays, okay? doesn't matter if you, if you participate in these three or three different ones. The key is just getting the concepts down to make it better for you so that when you start this new year, which is coming around really fast, you'll be hopeful and optimistic, and you can add something else to your ideas and make everything or make each year worth gaining just those strides to make life a little better. Okay, so what I want to talk about, and we're also going to do a Christmas article, which is from EstherSeattle.com blog, which you can find out there. But it also just applies, like I said, to other holidays too. So don't just get caught up on the holiday, but know that holiday planning really makes a big difference. Okay, so number one, what we're going to do when we're talking about planning, get your pen and paper if you don't. I can talk for at least, you know, 10 minutes to let you get that. Well, you know, you can just wind it back. Uh, not while I'm recording it, but, you know, it's also out there on iTunes under Talking About You with Astro, along with a lot of other podcast uh, companies out there. All right, so the first thing we're going to say, number one to do, is to take a look at last year's spending. Why? Because I suspect if you took a look at last year's spending, if you had it, uh, and sometimes it's easier to do it by your banking accounts if you do it that way or your bank statement so you can look or however you find uh, it useful to pull up that information. That's easy and not burdensome. You can look and say, okay, for the last Christmas, this is about what I paid. And maybe even go out two or three years if you have them and look at how much you pay. And that's just about the same amount each and every year that you pay. So there you know, okay, there this is the budget perhaps I want to target. I want to... I want to target X number of dollars for this holiday season. And you might have to break it up into Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Day, right? Because it's probably a separate amount that you pay for each one of those, right? And if you do Christmas, I'm sure that's one of the most expensive ones. But then after categories you usually are spending in, take a moment to set up a new budget, okay? So write all those things down that you think you're going to pay, pay out. 
and then add 25% more and 25% less. So, so if it's uh, $100, I'm just using that, and, it's 0.2, and 25% is always 0.25, that means you would make a budget first between 75 and 125 okay? So that would be your range of what you're going to pay out, and that makes a difference so that you know, okay, well, this is what I'm working with, and sometimes that's all you have to work with, by the way. And sometimes you have even less. So don't be sad about what you have to uh, separate it out to be. It is what it is, ain't it? You do your best, you do what you can, and then you just let the rest of it roll off your back. There's always going to be another year, another time. Maybe we can, you can set up a budget that's spent, uh, that you take out or that you – maybe you can set up a budget where you can take out a little every month so it's not as hard at the end of the month. But I understand that because it gets really crazy if you don't have a lot to work with, right? You're up there robbing Peter to pay Paul, and I'm talking about a holiday you can't even see yet. I get it. But I can also tell you that's also the stress topic. Sometimes you have to put yourself first and put your way of thinking first. And does that always – Come helpful? No, because it's usually things and structural things we've talked about, putting things in situations that make it harder for you to accomplish your goals. So that's how come you have to get focused on what you want. And remember, if you start to pay yourself first every month, regardless of what you have, you will wake up eventually in a better place, and you'll be thankful for that. But that doesn't help all the drama and all the struggles you go through at the time. It's definitely real. But sometimes it just takes a minute to kind of move forward and not move back. So just hold on. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to start by taking a look at last year's spending. Then we're going to make a budget that allows a 25% increase and, and decrease. In case what, you know, those unforeseen things come up. All of a sudden somebody says, hey, let's all go out here. Or, hey, let's just do this. Or, you know, let's just get a pizza, you know, call in. Let's just chip all our money in. So you're trying to figure out all of these things that may come up. Now, you can't cover everything. We never can. But that's why you have that, that up and down portion, that $75 to $125. And you can say, hey, you know what, guys, I ain't got a lot of money. Just so You don't have to tell me the whole story because some people don't want to say. Just say, hey, all I can contribute to this is right now. Here's my 10 bucks. you got to take that. And you know what? There's probably somebody in that same circle that says, hey, you know what, I have a, a couple more dollars. I can add a couple more for you, and somebody else might too, right? Because one of the things I find is important is you have to be honest with who you are. Now, some people, if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, that's a whole other story, and that's a lot of other issues, and that's a story that's not for Christmas, okay, and the holiday season. But in most cases, people have a holiday kind of a cheer or holiday enjoyment that they want to do. So they continue to say, okay, let's just all chip in. And that's what it's all about for the holidays. Everybody just chipping in what you can. Now, if you have some people in there that like to take advantage of people, just set them straight. Right? Whether you have resources or don't, you don't. It doesn't matter. If somebody's trying to do it, you can check them. Check them. You don't have to be, be mean when you check them, and you don't have to put a lot of emotional emphasis in it. Just keep it real. Because that's going to happen when you get a few people together and you don't know what emotions they're dealing with and they're maybe trying to get their emotions out and you're trying to keep your emotions balanced. So there's always a lot of different dynamics going there. But what I can say is you can choose how you're going to respond no matter what comes up. 
But that's the key, well, making a budget that you could actually stay in. And you'll be so happy by the end of the time. When you complete your budget, you make it, and you're close, and you're in that range. Now, it makes a difference. Okay, so the other thing is select outing events that you actually will be going to. And if you're injured or you have some other issues, you need to plan it. Maybe the event is two or three hours. Maybe you don't have two or three hours. So maybe you'll go. It's always easy to go at the beginning, uh, get comfortable, or you can actually let other people go and get everything set up, and then you come in because that's less stress on you. And then you stay for now, and then you say, hey, guys, I've had my, my share. I've, I've got to go wherever it goes where you're comfortable. Maybe you need to just kind of lay out, lay out on your friends a little bit. Some of them probably won't mind. They know where you are. Whatever it takes, that's what you need to do. But kind of budget for that unexpected event because I guarantee you there will be at least two or three of them, right? So that helps you if you're over that 100. Maybe you're going 10 or $15 into that 125. Makes a difference. Now, what can you do if you don't have enough money from the start? You know, that is always the thing. You have to look to see where you can create shortcuts, right? And when you go out, maybe you'll not eat as much. Maybe you'll cut your eating in half. Maybe you'll do ride share so you guys will ride together so you don't have to do the parking costs, right? Maybe you can cut down on gifts that you're getting, right? Maybe you can do something that's craft-related but looks really good, right? There's a few things that you could just try to do to make it a little bit easier on you. And don't feel bad because of what you have or what you don't have. Because basically they're both the same, they're the same coin. They're the different sides of a coin, but they are the same because the emotional things that are going through happen on both sides, whether you have one more, enough money, and sometimes when you don't have enough. On the more side, you might be thinking, I feel so grateful that I have all of this, but I feel guilty so-and-so doesn't have it. Or it could be the worst. I don't have, you know, any money. How am I going to do that to keep up with the people I'm around? So there's all, all those issues in which you have to address, right? But if you don't have enough money, it's okay. See what you can use each and every day, right? Just spread it out, sort it out. Get to that point and say, hey, that's it. I'm sorry. And if you have to do without, won't be the first time, right? But somebody else's holidays might chip in. However it works, it works. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. The next day is still going to be coming and you're still going to be here. Don't feel sad. Be empowered. Be empowered that you try to create an environment that works for you for the holidays. If you do that, when you get to it, thank you, because that's all you can ever do is the best that you can each and every day. Okay. And that brings you to the next one, and that is, Remember, it's about enjoying yourself, right? What can you do that makes you happy each and every day? Not everything is tied to money. Did you know that? Not everything is. In fact, I think a lot of things aren't tied to money. I think that our society tries to get us to tie everything to money so that they can take the little we have, right? Oh, you see that ad on that commercial? Oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, here comes another commercial who says, this is how I should look. This is how I should feel. This is what I should eat. This is what I should sleep on. This is the kind of house I should have. I mean, the list of the, the ads are endless. And why are they there? Because they need something from you. But you need you. So find ways to say, okay, yeah, that's the ad for somebody else. It's not for me right now. 
here. I'm going to just stick with the ads that that I create in my own mind. I don't need to create ads from somebody else's series, okay? I'm not wanting to deal with that. If there comes a point in life where I need something, did you hear the words? If there comes a point in life where I can need yet afford something, and there's an ad for it, then that's something that would work to my advantage, okay? I'm not saying ads are evil. What I'm saying is a lot of times they're just not in your in your best interest. So that's why we have to think about what we want and what we do. Okay, so remember it's about enjoying yourself. Maybe that's about maybe bringing a card game, a card game or box card, box game or, I mean, there are computer games. The list is endless. What are the people into that you deal with? And a lot of times we have different things that we like doing. Some people like videos. Some people like board games. Some people like card games, right? Try to find something that would be hold everyone's interest and, and would, would work. Okay, so there's things that we can try to do just to enjoy ourselves to make life good. We can make it there. And you can create, just, there's other things you can add to this list. Now that this list has started, you can keep it going. Okay? You can add, okay, she's got me going. She's right about this. What else can I add to this uh, planning to make it better? Makes a difference. So when you add those things, you use, a, you use the hashtag Esther's radio show and you let me know so I can add it. And I can let people know these are some other things they can do because we are all in this together. When we make change, it matters. All right. I'm going to move on real quick to the blog. Uh, it's about it's on Christmas it talks about. But what I want you to make sure that you understand it, it's not just Christmas. It, it applies to any holiday. And it says, quote, time of reflection, where life questions are pondered. Evaluating what is still important and how one chooses to live are issues which must be evaluated from time to time, especially after a major trauma throughout the year. How many traumas are with me, stopping for a minute, have you faced this year? And how many of them have you overcome? And how many other challenges are you still facing right now? And how do you feel about them? Do you feel like you're on the right path and do you need to change? Ask yourself those questions. I'm going to go on here. It says, who touches, oh, no, it says, what touches life? What makes life worth living? How does one decide how to fight daily struggles? And as I usually say, yes, this is an endless list. The Christmas season can restore lost hope and get in touch with spiritual longings and desires. I want to stop here for a minute because sometimes we forget that we are also spiritual beings. Some people say, I don't believe in God. We all believe in what we believe. But I know a soul that gets dried up feels it. When it's empty inside, you feel it. When there's a dryness, a lack of whatever is needed in there, you feel it in your soul. So we all have souls. And we have those. That's what create many of our desires, right? It says the Christmas season can restore lost hope. Right, and get in touch with spiritual longings and desires. And I believe that's true. And I believe once you tap into that or acknowledge that that exists, you can look and say, okay, what, is, what do I need inside? What can I do to get it and make it better within me to make my life better? That's where it starts. Because when it's inside, it'll grow to the outside. I mean, you can get it from the outside, putting it in the inside, but my opinion is a lot harder. Start in the inside and fill up that void or fill up that hole 
or fill up that pain, right? That's why some of you are crossing those things off every day. That crossing those off and you replace them with what you want to be there. That's what's important. Says, I'm going to go on. It says, to stop and listen for what is inside one's heart and soul provides life direction, right? Are you lost? Are you lost? There's a reason. Is your soul telling you, this is what I need? This is the direction I want to go? It says, to stop and listen for what is inside one's heart and soul provides life direction. Much of the noise, hello, noise, 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 that surrounds living sometimes. Okay, I'll go back. Sorry about that. Much of the noise, 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 yeah, I had to slip it in, that surrounds living sometimes vanishes major goals and dreams which are swept aside for emergencies. So have you got all caught up in your troubles and your problems and your issues and your lacks and your lust? I mean, the list is endless, right? You can get caught up in anything today. Then make it easy to get you caught up. Because once you're caught up, then you're not doing what you need to do in life. It says, stop and listen for what is inside one's heart and soul provides life direction. Much of the noise that surrounds living sometimes vanishes major goals and dreams, which are swept aside for emergencies. And these emergencies can become regular, causing chaos from day to day. And before you know it, it's become a way of life. Has chaos become a way of life for, for you? Have you had so much trouble and so much trauma, you just keep just looking for the trauma? You need to just stop that. You need to just stop and look up. That's all you got to do is stop and look up. And why is that? Because that will stop that cycle. So many bad things, in particular today, seem to happen. And if you just stay in them, you'll stay in the cycle. You have to choose to get up and get out. This is not what you need. It says, whenever you need to restore your focus, try to meditate on these words. It says, I love God because he listens to me, listens as I beg for mercy. He listens so intently as I laid hell was hard on my heels. Up against it, I didn't know which way to turn. Then I called out to God for help. Praise God, I cried out, save my life. God's gracious. God is gracious. It is he who makes things right, our most compassionate God. Sometimes we don't think God is all that compassionate, right? We'd be going through things, life gets all crazy, we need help, we just call on God, and we don't think he's there. What do you do when you think God isn't there and you're disappointed in God not doing what you ask? And most times we don't even know why the answer is for either years or decades, it's a long time after the fact and when he needed his help. Right? Maybe there was something that we needed to learn. Does that mean I believe in abuse and awful things happen to people? I certainly do not. Do I believe that's what God believes? I don't think so. I think we have choices here as people that we make. And sometimes they're not always good choices. Right? But what I do believe is in some karma where what comes around goes around. Right? So sometimes you don't have to be the one giving it back to them. Although sometimes it would feel mighty good. Right? <laughs> but it would it would actually take you away from your dreams and your focus. So, you know, let, let karma go ahead and take care of those that uh, don't do you right. But you still have to document things and do things the way they should be. All right, I'm going to go on here. It says, please, God, I cried, save my life. God is gracious. It is he who makes things right, our most compassionate God. God takes the side of the helpless. 
When I was at the end of my rope, she saved me. I said to myself, relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. Soul, you've been rescued from death. I, you've been rescued from tears. And you foot, you, you, and you foot were kept from stumbling. And that comes from Psalms 116 of the Message Bible. You know, it's easy to lose sight of the good things in life when dealing with struggles day in and day out. And that's why Thomas said you have to keep your head up. If you keep your head down and you keep it in the, you know, someplace it shouldn't be, then you're going to focus on those things to try to pull you down and take you down. That's not necessary. Sometimes God doesn't come when you want, but he does come when you need. But that's also you looking up. And, not, and I'm not saying uh, just, oh, I'm just waiting and I'm just believing, okay? I've been there. I did that. Sometimes waiting helps. Sometimes believing steady, right? Sometimes it didn't help at all. Sometimes we prayed for a long time and it didn't help. And that's the truth. But somehow, some way through the line, I was lifted up. I was lifting up work, not necessarily from the outside, but from the inside, moving outside. So sometimes that suffering and that hurting and that faith, right? I think a lot of people are now looking for hope elsewhere, but sometimes you have to go back to your roots. You got to go back to where you learn, and you have to also just keep moving forward. Sometimes it's not God that's got to move. Sometimes it's you that's got to move, Right? All right, let me go on. Where was I? Because you know I can get off in a minute. It says, it's easy to lose sight of the good things in life when dealing with struggles day in and out. Counting your blessings when they seem so few is why it's so important. Let me say that again. Counting your blessings when they seem so few is why it's so important. Heartbreak and sadness can make one forget what makes life worth living, right? And in these cases, one must take a moment, raise your head, and look up. This simple action lifts you up above your current struggles, right? And a lot of times, you know, you see people, I'm stopping a minute, of course, you see them walking and their heads down and their shoulders are crunched over and they look like they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. They probably are. Tell them just to stand up, lift up. (laughs) Take all that weight off their shoulders. All you have to do is stand up. You think, for example, right now, if your shoulders are all humped over and you're all sad and discouraged, heartbroken and sad, lift up your shoulders. It's like it opens up your heart to be able to receive more. Just open it up. Does that mean your circumstances are going to change instantly? Mine didn't. If yours do, that's a good thing. But they don't normally happen that way. We have no choice. There's no one else there to lift us up. We have to lift ourselves up. Right, and make it better. Now, when that happens, don't think that no, somebody else is trying to ruin your parade. He's going to come in and, and say, oh, my goodness, you look great. Your shoulders off. Things that look like they're moving forward to you. Most time you get people like, what do you think you're doing? How come you're acting that way? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Turn your shoulders back down like me. Stay in this puddle. <laughs> you tell them, no, thank you. You stay there. I'm getting up. I don't even know how I'm going to get up but I'm going to hold my shoulders back, and I'm getting up. That's somehow where we go. Let me go back to the article here. Counting your blessings when they seem so few is why it's so important. Heartbreak and sadness can make one forget what makes life worth living. You hear that? Have you forgotten what makes life worth living? Are you listening to all the ads, looking at people around you? Have you forgotten what's inside you? What makes life worth living within you? That's where it starts. 
begins and that's where it ends. And in these cases, one must take a moment, raise your head and look up. This simple action lifts you up above your current struggles and a, current, and a greater life view prevails, right? Getting stuck in one's own trouble leaves little room for the bigger world in which we live. It is the love, did you hear that? It is the love that is shared with each other, regardless of personal circumstances, which helps to raise us all above trouble and find solutions, right? So when you're out there, you don't have to tell people about any gloom and bloom or gloom and gloom and doom, okay? Gloom and doom, okay? You don't have to go out there preaching that. There's enough people out there doing that already. You give people hope. You give them encouragement. Even a nice hello to the right people will be a good thing, okay? Don't be a hater. If you're a hater, that's just telling me you done lost a lot or you never had it, you don't know how to find it, and you just lost. If you're a hater, don't be a hater. Become a better person. Okay, haters, hating has not done anything for your life to this point. If you think it has, I beg to differ, right? You're barren. You're empty inside, okay? You are. I don't care what you have on the outside. You're empty on the inside. That's how, one of the things I thought was really funny that President Obama said the other day after the, or before the election, and he was talking about saying how the Republicans may have won all three branches of government, which all we have, which they, in my opinion, just screwed up royal. But he said, why aren't they happy? They got all this power and control, and they're still not happy. That's what I call the barren and the empty inside. You want to be filled inside? You want to be joyful inside? You want your heart to feel better inside? You want your soul to rejoice, especially during these holidays, okay? Then you need to decide what kind of content of character you're going to do. I'm not talking about any mistakes you have made yesterday or the day beyond, whatever, whatever. You can't do anything about yesterday. If you can't, give us all a call and we'll all change life, okay? What I'm talking about right now at this moment that makes you feel like you're filling up your soul and your heart, does that mean you're going to fill it up in one day? I don't know how you could do that either, but if you find a, excuse me, if you find a way, let me know. I'm going to take a sip. My mouth is so dry and I keep trying to talk and my tongue and my my tongue and my, what is the top of my roof keep talking and then it's interrupting me. So let me take a quick drink here. Okay, let's see if that works a little bit better. So when he said that, I thought that's really funny that he had noticed that how unhappy they had when they had everything. And a lot of times we think, oh, if I just had this or if I had that, I'd be so happy. Maybe not. There's a lot of people with a lot of things that ain't happy. All right, let me go on here. Let's see where I was. It says, heartbreak and sadness can make one forget what makes life worth living. And in these cases, one must take a moment, raise your head, and look up. This simple action lifts you above current current struggles and a greater life. In a greater life, you prevail. Getting stuck is one of our own. Getting stuck is one's own trouble that leave little room for the bigger world in which we live. It is the love that we share with each other, right? Love, which we share. And, you know, to me, love and respect go hand in hand, regardless of the personal circumstances, which helps raise us all above the trouble 
and find solutions. A lot of times your solution is someone else's solution. Your troubles are usually somebody else's trouble. We, we just don't live in a bubble. We all have the same issues and concerns. So when we are able to solve it for one, many times we're able to solve it for many of us. And that's why I personally believe in insured civil rights legislation, because once we resolve insurance companies not paying us, disability surveillance to harass and intimidate us to close up our voice, when we can actually change these policies into something where it makes insurance companies pay us, not only in the good times when they're making lots of money, but but right now when things are really hard and they're struggling. Okay, it says, spiritual fountains of love, peace, comfort, and compassion bring healings to a hurting heart. The key is to find this renewal and refreshing power in one's soul to carry you through your darkest hours, right? Darkest hours. What do you do in your darkest hours? Do you go into a corner and hide? Do you go and feel sorry for yourself? Or do you look for options and solutions? Yeah, it's hard to find uh, things in the dark, isn't it? When it's darkest, when it's hardest, when you're struggling, when ideas seem to not be coming and flowing as they normally do. That's true. That's when you what? You raise up, right? You lift up that heart. You open up your mind for possible options and solutions, right? It just means you just keep fighting. Maybe the battle or the war isn't won that day. But if you keep on fighting, you might find your way to where you're looking, okay? That's what's important is that you don't give up in the darkest of hours. That's when a lot of people try to do their worst damage is when they think you're down and out, right? But some people have found a way, believe it or not, in their darkest hours to stand tall and fight. It doesn't mean it's easy. doesn't mean that hurt doesn't come. But you still stand up and fight. And one day you'll make it through. You'll make it out. And you'll have a heck of a story to tell. Okay, what else does it say? Why holiday, why Christmas holiday means so much is that it restores the human condition to levels of care and concern for self and fellow man, right? That means it's like, okay, we're not going to be evil right now. It's Christmas. I challenge you to not be evil on any other holiday or any other day. There's not no reason to actually be a hater. No. The human condition to levels of care and concerns for self and fellow man. In a world that sometimes is so caught up in the I mode, it's refreshing to realize we can really live in the we mode because without each other, our strides and successes would be a lot smaller. Right? I agree. And it says this is a holiday season prayer. It says, I pray that you seek those things in life that will make your life and recovery complete. Hopes and dreams measured daily by an unwillingness to release them. You hear that? By an unwillingness to release them. For greater understanding and peace today into the future years. Okay, so it says again, I pray that you will seek those things in life that make your life and recovery complete. Hopes and dreams measured daily by an unwillingness to release them for greater understanding and peace today and into future years. May you find wisdom and courage to find your way through the struggles of a car accident insurance claim, which is no easy feat for most people, by the way, and receive employee benefit claims are very disturbing when you only get it for 24 months when that's not what the actual policy states or it's in the fine print, if you look. Survive until Social Security Disability Claim is approved 
that's a long back wait. Also, now they're deciding to do more surveillance than do more help. So we need them to, we need Social Security under a new administration. It's time to make something different happen there. Bring forth successful new ways of living by acquiring skills to share with others who will pass through your same journey. Isn't that what it's really about? We're all going through the same journey, just different times and in different ways. So we've got to step it up, right? Go out right now and subscribe to estruscarburetthelp.com. I need your support to get insured civil rights legislation passed and on the block, okay? We need it as people involved in uh, a collision. It, it just matters. I've seen too much and I know too much to know that the only way we're going to do this is to get it passed. Wow. Well, my goodness, you know, time always goes past fast. But I really enjoy being with you, and I really enjoy sharing the things. I really want to hear the stories, and I want you to come on and, and tell people what you've been through, especially with the insurance industry and what's happening with your claim or if you've had a past claim of what happened. It's really important to share and, and make sure that people – Get out of that fear mode or fraud mode or terrorized mode. I was so perturbed when Trump was talking about people going to the voter uh, poll or or going out to vote and saying fraud, fraud will be watched for, be careful when you vote, right? Who who throws out threats to try to scare people from going to the polls? Something's wrong with that, at least from my perspective. But the thing I just want to say here is I hope you enjoyed today's show. Do a hashtag Esther's Radio Show. Let me know what you think. You can go out and also support, subscribe right here on Talking About You with Estra or uh, out on iTunes, Talking About You with Estra, or Facebook, on Talking About You with Estra. Thank you for being here today. Make sure to get some rest if you need some, and I'll meet you, meet you back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.